Welcome to the Focus on Women Veterans podcast, which is an effort between the seven VA healthcare systems within the Midwest, known as the Veteran Integrated Service Network, or VISN 15. These VAs are located in Wichita, Kansas, Eastern Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, Columbia, Poplar Bluff, and St. Louis, Missouri, and Marion, Illinois. Every VA healthcare system has a women veteran program manager who can help you in accessing the healthcare services you deserve. To find the women veteran program manager for your area, you can call the Women's Call Center at 1-855-829-6636. Now please continue listening to the following podcast focusing on women veterans. Hello everyone, Jennifer here. This is another episode on pregnancy. Today, we will be talking about what to do when complications arise. Now, some of these topics may be hard to discuss, but I feel like it is very important to do so. If you have ever been pregnant or are currently pregnant, or maybe even your partner is pregnant, then you know that you can experience a lot of uncomfortable things that nobody told you about. Well, I'm going to talk all about those things and what you can do. Now, here is my little disclaimer. Always speak to your OB provider first about any of the things that we're going to discuss today and seek care immediately if needed. Now, pregnancy is not a black and white thing. It is a very gray area. And what I mean is one person can experience a symptom and is diagnosed one way and the next have the same symptom, but have a completely different diagnosis. When it comes to complications during pregnancy, it's always important to check on the baby as well as the mother. So with anything that we're discussing here, if you have concerns, please just go straight to your OB for guidance. So let's start talking about my five things that you might experience during pregnancy. So for the first one, let's discuss morning sickness. So does this actually happen in the morning? Well, not necessarily. It can happen at any part of the day and can go on for the entire day even, but not everyone will experience morning sickness. Now, this next bit of advice applies to everything that we will be discussing today. Every pregnancy is different. You should never compare your pregnancy to another's or even to your past pregnancies. So what can you do for nausea when it hits? You can carry around small um, saltine crackers with you and nibble on those throughout the day or small snacks and do sips of water as well to make sure that you're staying hydrated. Other things that you can do is eat hard candy. Sometimes peppermint works for people and sometimes ginger works as well. You can actually find ginger suckers at some of your natural grocery stores or even online. If it gets bad enough that you cannot eat or drink or keep anything down for 24 hours, please just contact your OB provider. If you are not scheduled with an OB provider yet, please contact your primary care provider at the VA. So number two, let's talk a little bit about hydration for a minute. Have you ever felt dehydrated and then tried to work out? Your muscles get crampy and they don't want to function properly and you don't recover well. Well, your uterus, which is where the baby is growing, is a large muscle. And when you are dehydrated, you can cause your uterus to cramp or contract, which we do not want to happen. So make sure that you're staying hydrated throughout the day. You can also drink a sugar-free, zero-calorie sports drink to keep you hydrated and to give you those needed electrolytes. So a lot of times when you're feeling crampy or maybe even having Braxton Hicks, your OB will recommend that you rehydrate by drinking some water. 
But again, please contact your OB provider for more guidance. The third item I want to talk about is swelling. Now, this can be a tricky topic as well, because there is a bit of normal swelling that does occur during pregnancy. If you've ever noticed that your shoes or your socks are leaving indentions in your feet or on your ankles, then we want you to contact your OB provider just to, de- de- just to determine if that is normal for you or not. Now, swelling can be uncomfortable. It can make your legs feel heavy, can make it difficult to move around. And if you're on your feet all day long or you walk a lot, you may want to rest or elevate your legs throughout the day. And if you're in the opposite setting where you sit all day, then you will want to get up and move around every hour and also elevate your legs if you can. I always kept a stool under my desk at work to prop my legs up on and tried to get up and move whenever I could. Now your OB may recommend that you use compression socks to help with fluid buildup. Here at the VA, we can provide those for you. Just contact your primary care provider and we'll order. Also, you should watch your sodium or salt intake as if it's too high, you could also be retaining excess water. We will discuss in a little bit when swelling is not normal. So another fun topic, which is number four, is the dreaded UTI or urinary tract infection. Now we all know how painful and uncomfortable these can be. And unfortunately, they're very common in pregnancy. So how do we get a UTI? It is caused by bacteria that gets inside the urinary tract. When this bacteria sits inside the bladder, this is what can cause the UTI. A UTI during pregnancy can increase your risk of kidney infection and preterm labor. So it's very important to talk with your OB provider if you're experiencing any symptoms and always leave a urine sample when you're going in for a routine visit so they can check for bacteria. So what are some of the symptoms? Well, urinating more often, waking up in the middle of the night even, having some leaking or pain or burning when you urinate, or maybe your urine has a bad odor, or there's possibly even blood in the urine. And if you're far enough along, the baby pressing on your bladder will be very uncomfortable. So what can we do to prevent a UTI? Urinate when you feel the urge and try not to hold your bladder, which we all know during pregnancy can be very hard because we have to pee a lot and often, right? (laughs) Drink lots of water. Make sure you are wiping from front to back when using the bathroom and then try to pee after having intercourse. Okay, so another topic I want to discuss is generalized back pain, stretching of those muscles as baby grows, and overall uncomfortableness. Now, back injuries, unfortunately, are very common for women in the military, so we want to protect your back as much as we can during your pregnancy. As you get further along and the baby grows bigger and bigger, you may experience some back pain or even worsening back pain. There are a few things that we can do. I do recommend stretching, maybe even doing yoga, making sure that you're getting um, your walking in and some exercise. Of course, just make sure that your OB has approved for you to do those things. This will keep your muscles built up and nice and strong and will better be able to support your belly and that baby. Another option is to use a maternity belt. This can be worn in the second trimester and will be provided to you by the VA. I would recommend that you wear this if you are up walking around as it will take off the pressure of the belly and the baby um, off of your back and just really help support everything. Now for the generalized pain or uncomfortableness, uncomfortableness that you might feel could be from relaxed joints, which happen in pregnancy as well. 
This is where their self-care episode will come in handy for you. So definitely stay tuned for that. The second part of the episode, I went to dig deeper on some of the more scary things that might happen during pregnancy. So let's talk about bleeding. Anytime you have bright red vaginal bleeding, you need to contact your OB provider right away, even if it's just spotting. There can be a lot of causes for bleeding. Some are normal, but some are not and can be an indicator of some serious complications. Anytime you have leaking of fluid from the vagina, you also want to get that checked out as we want to determine if your water broke. It is very important to check this because when your water breaks, the baby no longer has that protective barrier around them and the chance of infection increases every hour. Now, it's very important. It's very common for a pregnant woman to urinate on herself, but there is also really no way for you to know which it was. There are simple tests that your OB can do to determine if it was your water or something else. Now, anytime you have complaints of bleeding or leaking of fluid or maybe even discharge, the OB provider will most likely do an exam to look at the cervix and see what's going on. Okay, let's talk about contractions for a moment. There are two categories here, contractions before 37 weeks gestation, or in other words, possible preterm labor, and then contractions occurring after 37 weeks or full term. Now, contractions are very tricky things. The textbook will tell you that contractions for labor should be strong. You won't be able to walk, talk, or breathe through them, and they should be regular in occurrence and last about 60 seconds or more. This should go on for about an hour. Now, this is not always the case. I have seen women who wouldn't, you wouldn't have even known were having contractions, have a baby right there in front of you, no warning. I've also seen preterm labor look more like Braxton Hicks and be very irregular. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you to follow any one rule, but I am going to share with you some tips and discuss when to go to labor and delivery. So for tip number one, I'm going to teach you how to palpate your contractions to determine strength. Now, I learned this from a seasoned labor and delivery nurse back when I first started in labor and delivery as a new nurse. Okay, so take your pointer finger and press on your nose. This is what your belly will feel like during a mild contraction. Next, take your pointer finger and press on your chin. This is what a moderate contraction should feel like. And then finally, if you press on your forehead, that is what a strong contraction feels like. Tip number two. When in doubt, always go to labor and delivery or call your OB provider. That is what they are there for. Now, if you are less than 37 weeks along and you are experiencing contractions that are not stopping, they're uncomfortable, please, please, please just go to labor and delivery and get checked out or call your OB. One of the most important things we will discuss today is high blood pressure and preeclampsia during pregnancy. Please make sure your OB is aware if you have any pre-existing high blood pressure prior to pregnancy. Now, high blood pressure in pregnancy is a serious matter and needs to be addressed right away. Symptoms we would want you to watch out for are blurry vision, spots in your vision, right-sided abdominal pain more towards the top, sudden swelling that comes on very quickly, or even swelling in the face, or even just simply just not feeling good and not feeling like yourself. Now, I personally did have preeclampsia with my last pregnancy, and I can tell you that I did not have any of the standard symptoms. I simply was exhausted. So if you are not sure, if you're just not feeling right, just please have that discussion with your OB provider. Go get your blood pressure checked and see if there's any problems. 
Now, high blood pressure can lead to something called preeclampsia, which is where high blood pressure can cause significant problems for the mom and baby if it's not managed. This might be a time where you could be sent to a special maternal fetal doctor for management, management, but not always. Your OB can manage this as well. Sometimes treatment involves bed rest, medications, and sometimes even delivery. Now for the dreaded topic of de- decreased or no fetal movement. This can be so scary, and I have been on both sides of this, one as a, the patient and the other as the nurse. And let me tell you, it's scary for all of those involved. My best advice I can give you is, again, when in doubt, always get checked out. Mamas have an intuition about their bodies and their babies. Always trust your gut. You will learn what is normal movement for your baby and what patterns that they exhibit with their movement throughout the day, but they do change the further along that you get. But what's most important is if you haven't felt that baby move in a few hours and you've tried walking around, drinking a soda or a juice, eating something sweet, and that still doesn't wake the baby up, doesn't make a move, then please just go and get checked out just to be safe. Lastly, today, I want to talk about one of the hardest topics to discuss sometimes, miscarriage. It even feels like a dirty word coming out of my mouth. Unfortunately, miscarriages are very common, but no one talks about it. So today I'm going to talk about it. According to the CDC, 10 to 20% of pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. This means that out of every 10 pregnancies, one to two of those will not make it. This is really scary stuff. They don't always know why a pregnancy ends, but there is testing that can be done to see if there was a hormonal reason or an anatomical reason behind it. But I'm going to be completely real with you here. I have never experienced a miscarriage myself, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know what it's like. But I have helped numerous amounts of women during this difficult time and want to share with you a little bit more about that. A miscarriage is classified as a loss of up to 20 weeks gestation. After that, the baby would have to be delivered and then would be referred to as a stillborn. So for this, we are discussing a baby 19 weeks or less. What are some symptoms that you might experience leading up to a miscarriage? You might have cramping, uh, spotting, bleeding, pain in your abdomen or in your vagina and feelings of pressure. If you believe you might be having a miscarriage prior to 19 weeks, please go to the nearest ER for evaluation. The VA will be here for you if this happens with open arms to embrace you during this incredibly difficult time. You have just experienced a loss, the loss of your baby. It doesn't matter how far along you were, it was a loss. This is for anyone who has experienced a loss of a baby or a child, and I am truly sorry that you experienced this, and I will have a moment of silence right now in their honor. I want to thank you guys for listening today. I know these were difficult topics to discuss, but I do hope that it was helpful information. So please stay tuned for more on pregnancy.